I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, okay, okay. It's not a party. It's not a party. It's a <laughs> podcast. You know, let's get back to business. You know, I think I, I, think I could actually get used to video podcasting. It's a lot. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of cool, you know. It's, it's being next natural, to someone. You know, like, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if people actually like my voice. So I think. I don't know if they like how I look either, so that's an invalid point. Uh, but hopefully, I, I, they, I, I they think prefer I think you're me. fishing. You're fishing for some compliments here, nah. and I'm not. I'm not gonna allow it. Nah, <laughs> don't do that. Come on, guys. Uh, by the way, Peter, everyone says he's a nice guy, down to earth. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one guy. I'm, <laughs> I was definitely cutting this one out. <laughs> I'm definitely cutting this. One. This is supposed to be about peak performance. Not, not about my humility. <laughs> hey, humility is great. You know, you're not, you know, you look patient for company. Okay, let's let's get serious. Um, this is meant to be down to earth, um, serious podcast, and we're just catching up where we left off last time, which is peak performance. But my man Peter here, he didn't just do peak performance. He peaked the peak performance this year. Uh, although sometimes he may not believe that, and he's a bit disappointed. How things went out at the Olympics, but we'll go deeper into that, deeper into how he feels about it, deeper how into how his goals have changed and how his goals were, and also of course our relationship and also my goals and like how we've developed since the last podcast. Yeah, actually starting with that, um, I think it's a good perspective because we met what like a year ago now. Yeah. Um, uh, and we just we just met out in town. So we, I'll let you I'll let you talk about Tuvian because Raheem is studying business international business here um from malawi and we became friends last year was joe joseph and i were just having i think we just we're just having from from cooking yeah down just down the road and raheem walked past and and we're just like yo um what's up man what's what's there to do around here and i loved how quick you were able just so friendly you just came said what's up and i think i was going to sweden that day or the following day and you just got our number and said look i'll look after joseph while you're away and and from there it's like a year later and i see, I see you almost every day it's <laughs> actually crazy it, it's, it's pretty dope like, um yeah um i mean yeah it's like crazy because i spend a lot of time with this guy now and yeah i think the moment that we met i think it like highlights quite a big thing for me also i just realized there's really small decisions that we make sometimes in life and yeah, they can end up being big decisions on how they change your future. So, for example, if I was uh, not so friendly to Joe and Peter, maybe I wouldn't have been friends with Peter. And he's been a great friend for me in the past year, in just a year, maybe. And then this whole experience would be so different, yeah, right? exactly. It'd be so different because, you know, I've been seeing you almost every day. And, I mean, I stayed at your place sometimes. And, and we, we even, like last year, just before I left Australia, we went went on a trip to Heidelberg and I think we were we in Mannheim as well I don't know but we went on a trip there and just checked out the place and came back and and yeah that whole experience would have been different just exactly. if that decision if like say we didn't take that initiative to 
contact you or like hit you up on that day it'll be so different which is so interesting 100%. Right? so i don't know i mean it's it's either we make those decisions on our own or maybe that path is already set out you never know but i would like to believe that we are responsible for the choices we make and those choices can actually influence our lives and i'll honestly say this man being in my life has changed a lot of things for me and helped me develop in the past year yes well. sir so i am grateful for making that decision to talk into these two so yeah of course and i mean most people they were ask us like oh how do you guys know each other we tell the story and they're like oh when was that they're expecting like 10 five years because <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, like, like, they're looking at the camaraderie the broship and they're like oh these guys are like almost brothers like no 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 it's when funny you're... when i tell people back home um that i see raheem more than i see some of my friends that i grew up with in perth and you live somewhere completely different in a different continent i, I think that's pretty cool i think that's the best part of my journey my spikes is getting to meet people across the world and create that bond and create a um, relationship i always said one of my values is is family and creating really strong relationships mm-hmm. and i think we created that here uh, but just more about you and what you do here and you know everyone's like where, where's to begin i've never been able to explain to them i'm like okay it's next is Stuttgart. it's like where's Stuttgart? it's like two hours so to begin is two hours from from frankfurt how would you explain where we are right now so where we are right now i think it's it's a city it's a small city with a very big heart and a lot of energy so it's actually born i think out of academia i think uh the university started the university like the university is actually famed for its medical studies uh, and philosophy yeah uh, philosophy also a bit but i think many me- medical studies so actually a lot of uh, famous or rich people actually do come to Tübingen like they fly in because it's quite private calm and if they ever need any special treatment they come here because they have a specialist it's a relaxed town cozy and they also i guess they feel like you know like they can feel a bit more invisible and compared to the rest of the world. So that's kind of more, I won't go too deep into the history of the city, but then it's mainly this medicine city. You have CureVac, if any of you guys know it, um, which Elon Musk actually visited last August as well. Yeah, I remember you saying that, it was pretty cool. When they were trying to uh, create the vaccine, uh, so they have a massive clinic here, mainly medicine studies, and then you come into the laws, the philosophies, and all the other social sciences. And it's quite a small town, to be honest, 100,000, I think 80,000 people, about 40 to 50% are students, so extremely young. So I think that's what gives this uh, the city so much energy and why it just feels so special, even though it's so small. And so friendly at the same time. Like um, I was speaking to James yesterday because I was in Poland over the weekend. And as soon as you get back to Tübingen, you feel like you're home <laughs> and it's one of the reason we base ourselves in Tübingen every year. It's just so friendly. Just always feels like home. People are friendly. There's the local cafes. You know the people and everything. It's just really nice out here. So it's been really nice to actually spend a lot of time in Tübingen. And one of the things we bonded over. You study. You study international business. I'm yeah. quite into business. Although I didn't study business, and we bonded a lot over business principles and you know your podcast at the start was cozy chats i remember you helped me through developing my podcast as well and even just developing a brand and stuff like that so that's that's what we had a lot in common yeah which which is really cool um also just i love learning about cultures and i mean we're from the same continent you're you're born in malawi yeah um, i'm born in sudan and it was interesting that we didn't know much about malawi when we had 
dinner one time was it with James and we were yeah. discussing Malawi and he told us all these things and we're like wow we actually want to go to Malawi because we haven't heard much about Malawi um what would you say um about Malawi like if you were to sell to someone or tell someone about Malawi I think the biggest thing I think it's called the warm heart of Africa uh so that's in tune to its hospitality so you go to that country and you just filled with people who are taking in, taking you in with open arms both arms I just taking you they will hug you man you just met you made it go <laughs> and it's like those type of people yeah you want to slap the person they still hugging you that's that's Malawi you know where they like brightest smiles you ever see there goes the bell <laughs> yeah that's that's the tubing and bell it goes every 15 minutes or 30 minutes i don't even know it, it just goes now i'm used to it yeah but yeah malawi very yeah very friendly and i think i didn't realize why i was like okay warm heart of africa because it's something that was normal to me you know and then came to europe and then you go to these places that are like cold people are a bit more suspicious if you say hi to a stranger They're not saying hi back. They're first looking at you like except for oh. Tubingen though. Yeah, exactly. Tubingen is very friendly. Exactly. Yeah. So just imagine Tubingen I think times 5 or 10, you know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. See. So that that I think that's Malawi. I don't know if that's like hopefully I did stand by those qualities and when people <laughs> meet me they actually can say okay, yeah, he does fit to the profile of Malawi. But then that's one of the biggest things I'd say and it's I think the biggest thing that Malawi has aside from everything else amazing country amazing nature whatever uh but the biggest thing is the people the people is amazing yeah cool now into our peak performance high performance uh, we spoke about this quite a lot last year i think uh, i usually don't like to speak about my goals and stuff but we just got on a podcast and we just started speaking and it's one of those things we just spoke about everything it was it was really nice to reflect back coming from tokyo reflect on that conversation and and to see how far we actually got because we basically spoken into existence mm-hmm. um which is I quite enjoyed and um one of the things I, I wanted to discuss was because my training is usually always online there's no secrets you can see it anywhere someone messages me about my training uh I, I'm happy to share it um but I think what's more important is is what you do off training I think mm-hmm. that's so much more important mm-hmm. because everyone as an athlete you know you know what you do you know what other people do you know what time they run but what you do outside is is very important just like just like your student you have to build you know you have to build very good habits yeah. like I've, i've stayed with you for for about a week and i and i can see your habits i can see your habits you wake up um you do yoga you do exercise before you get to studying uh which is cool so um what other habits do you have that do you think have helped you with your studies or helped you just as a person in general yeah um so one thing is i like to take life as a dance mm. and in a dance you don't always dance the same song because then it gets boring if you're a dancer you know what i mean you yep. you of course maybe you learn a school of dance but then you learn different mm-hmm. songs in it so i like to even if i want to be in the business world i don't want to be like okay elon musk in the business world he was dancing to this song and that's i'm just going to follow that you know you have to be in tune with yourself which steps do you like and then let yourself be flexible so like i do have habits like i wake up and i want to exercise i want to like get ready for the day because i don't feel so great in the morning so i, I do yoga and it makes me feel relaxed and ready for the day or i work out or I go for a run going for a run in the morning is a bit hard so you, you, I, you've been running with me i remember <laughs> first day i came back and we went i think we, I, i said let's go for a 30 minute jog and 
we went out and the first the first 15 minutes my man's keeping up uh and us our first 20 minutes and then i started hearing heavy breathing and (laughs) (laughs) and before i know it this this man has dropped off but but what what I, i was quite impressed um because I mean, I do this thing every day. Yeah, yeah. This is my profession, so I was quite impressed that you're able to keep up for that long. Because I remember last year we did a lot of exercise before I left, yeah. and I was quite impressed that you kept that going. Um, so you just started getting into exercise. You started enjoying it, or was it always kind of part of your part of your lifestyle? Yeah, I think uh, the school I went to, like they drew this extracurricular international so was, school. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just okay, get to the books, which is kind of like the environment i feel like i'm in at the university right now mm-hmm. it was more like okay there's the books hey, there's also public speaking there's also charity there's also adventures you go climb mountains you do this so you go scuba diving that's that's what i grew up in and then i came here and it's just academics academics you know like people the exams come and the people are like oh i don't have time to run i don't have time to go out i don't have time for coffee because i have to study i'm like hey that's not how the human mind and body works like for example you I asked you once, like, hey, you have ice cream or you like people ask you about your diet and you're like, yeah, if it makes me happy, then it has to be good for my performance. And that's how the human body works. For example, if you exercise, you release serotonin, you feel more motivated, your body is just fueling better. And then you can, that means your mind can perform better compared to if you're studying 20 hours a day, getting lack of sleep, your concentration and focus and your ability to calculate and just you know, just you know, it doesn't make sense mm. when this is the trap people fall into. So for me, there's always these habits of like just feeling well-rounded, not only just just in so many habits, also like you know, not neglecting people. Even as busy as I can get, how many businesses I work to, the one biggest thing I always keep an eye on is like, okay, how am I treating people? You know, because I don't think there's ever an excuse to treat people bad. You know what I mean? Okay, there's. There's certain points where I've also, like, my relationships have suffered, where I've communicated to people, like, hey, 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 like, I, I try my best, but at the same time, I just have all these responsibilities. So, for example, some people expect you to be texting, oh, that's just not me, that's not how my mind works. And if I communicate that and they still don't get that, then that's another thing. But in comparison to you not communicating that, so I try my best to, like, respect people and respect our differences. But if they don't respect it, then maybe the relationship won't work. But then at least I try. So I still try to, whatever friends I had when I was like eight, and even if we go on different paths, my path may be worse. Maybe they think my path is different and they don't agree with it. Maybe I don't agree with theirs, but I will still respect that this person was a part of me becoming who I am now. And I just won't forget about them. So that's like, that's the, the kind of the principles I grew up on. And I don't know if it's the same for you. And that's like, I think that's the biggest grounding thing for me. That's, that's really, that's really important. It's, it's very interesting because the same with me. So basically we share basically same, same habits. You know, my top three habits, I think to achieving high performance and peak performance has always been number one is the support team. So mm-hmm. like you just said, your friends and shooting people, right. So that's, that's one of my values. So definitely having support team is just so important, uh, you know being able to connect with your family connect with your your coach your manager and just having that strong support team around you that i've been able to build in whenever i go overseas or somewhere it's it's so important to build that everywhere i go so it's nice to have james here and then it's very nice to meet you and i have you here part of my support team and then have joseph when he's here it's it's really important and number two 
um, the exercise is it's so important. You know, of course, exercise is part of my mm -hmm. part of my job, but I've always been into exercise just because you know the joy you feel from exercise, the energy you actually get from exercising. Okay. It's it's just it's just unreal. Yeah. So. So yeah, I do. We do share those same habits. It's it's really cool. And the last one, actually, I really do do enjoy is um, getting rest and getting sleep. Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah. I think that's that's so important. You know, um, it's just I've always it's always been easy for me to fall asleep. And <laughs> that's one thing we share too. Right? Yeah, it's just you know when you wake up, you feel good and you're ready to go. I just I just can't operate with three four hours sleep and yeah. i would never want to uh, I, i enjoy having uh, eight hours sleep sometimes more but not too much at the same time but mm. eight hours on the dot you know if i ain't having eight hours i don't want to hear it <laughs> you know i just don't want to hear it so yeah. it's it's funny how those same yes. things apply yeah that's actually interesting because like there's a point where i wasn't sleeping a lot <laughs> partying or studying no it's overwork. everything yeah overwork studying okay and just just trying to do everything Party, study work you know side houses whatever just not sleeping enough and i thought it was working um but it wasn't because i actually started looking at it more critically it's like okay what actual progress am i making in these hours that i don't sleep because technically <laughs> you're just like fighting yourself you know? you're yeah. like yeah i'm gonna write this essay man and you stay up for three hours and write 30 words <laughs> You just slept those three hours. You would have woke up maybe at 7 a.m., really refreshed. Those 30 words you could write in 10 minutes. So I just realized, okay, like the, the output that you get from fighting your body is just depletes uh, marginally. So it's the same with, yeah, if you starve your body from healthy food, from sleep, from exercise, from connecting with people, all these things have a tumble down effect on your performance in whatever you want to focus on so i find it funny when people say hey i need to focus on work i need to focus on studying and then like like kill the foundations which is food sleep exercise and people and then they start asking oh yeah but then i'm putting so much time into it why isn't it working hey you're going about it wrong you know like these things are about balance and think that's a spot on so ba balance has always been very important on and off on off the track for me um, which is interesting you say which is pretty cool uh obviously with balance then developing a schedule because it gets pretty busy mm -hmm. um developing schedule is really important like do you do you use apps do you use a diary or how because i know i remember last year when i was here you were just studying now this year you're working for a company in berlin yeah uh and then you're studying at the same time uh and then you're trying to exercise and trying to do all these things and and obviously i see you communicate with your family quite a bit over the phone so how how do you distribute that time yeah, it's hectic it's hectic yeah it's so hectic because like now it's like i don't know i just have so many lives i i have the the the, the company so the internship that's 40 hours a week still have some uni stuff i'm trying to uh i'm trying to build a startup I do work on other startups back home as well, which I really care about and forget about those. So, so much. And this man's still going on holiday tomorrow. <laughs> the thing is, the monitor, so seven hours on the train, I'm going to be on my computer. This, that's one thing. Like, I could take an empty bag with one t-shirt, one short, but my computer, my headphones, my buds, my training shorts, you know, like my active wear. Like nowadays, I just like, I just dress I used yeah. to dress like, you know, like, oh, yeah, gonna, like, you know, fancy pants, whatever. Nah, man, I just 
casual sporty so that i can always be sporty you know that's like that's but then that's essential so my laptop i have to have my laptop on some internet maybe that's unhealthy but then like i can work anyway and in terms of balance it's been quite tough because like okay you're now fighting yourself because like i finish maybe i work like 10 hours and then i also after that maybe i have to like have a call with some business partner or a mentor or something and then also like process that information and make a plan for it then after that it's like whoa i haven't called mom in like i don't know seven days you know <laughs> yeah and it's like oh but right now i'm like i need to eat i need to shower and it's like how do i balance this you get what i mean and i'm also not the texting person so if i haven't called my mom in seven days she probably also hasn't got a text from me you know because yeah i don't send texts like that so it's really hard so now i actually set reminders for myself like like okay call mom or call this friend or call this friend and put like a deadline for it for like a week and then i'll find time for it um because i'm not the person who like i don't like schedules i like spontaneity because i think life is spontaneous like if i have if i just fill my calendar with schedules if a friend rings the doorbell and like hey what's up I can't attend to them, you know, or if I'm walking through the street and I meet someone and it's like, oh yeah, but I have a call in 10 minutes. So I think that's like, I try to avoid falling in this trap of like always having your calendar booked out because then you, you don't have room for life. You know, like the, the nice things in life are spontaneous. Like Peter comes back and he's like, let's go for a run for 40 minutes. If I had like had a slot there, then it, you know, I could I'll be like I can't go for this run even though I want to go for that run. Yeah. So I think I leave I have like certain things I want to achieve per day and then if I also don't achieve them it's okay. I'm not going to hate myself. The world. I'm not going to hate for myself for it. I'll look back and be like hey bro but you did this. Or even if I didn't do anything uh, if I didn't do anything that's what my body wanted that day. If I wanted to laze around and just watch Netflix and eat chicken wings that's fine. That's you know fine, yeah. you just listen to yourself and listen that's in the past year that's one thing i've been doing a lot just listen to what i want you know like if, even if you love your friend and they're like let's hang out but if you don't feel like hanging out that day it could be very several reasons you know we all and that's another thing we don't communicate you know like people it's so bad like someone has to have like almost like a doctor's note to say hey i can't meet up for coffee hey i can't meet up for lunch you know and then it's like no one's really telling the truth you know sometimes we have different problems you know sometimes people don't have enough money sometimes you just don't feel like it or oh, hey i don't know i'm feeling kind of mentally fucked today i can't i don't i'm not in the space to meet with people uh but then like it's just unhealthy to put this pressure and i think it's okay to listen to yourself and put yourself first and that shouldn't mean that you're hurting other people or that they should hate, hate you for it and i think that's in the past year that's like the space that i'm in where i'm really listening to what i want while still respecting the people around me and in terms of apps and organizations i do this funny thing where i really like i write down things i want to make happen and it's really funny because i look at a diary that i wrote in 2016 when i was 17 and it's like oh yeah you should have uh done this by i don't know 26 which is sound stupid but then it's like and I realized, oh yeah, shit, man, you did that when you were 19. Mm. And it's like, whoa. Like, and then that's what also when I realized that these goals don't mean shit because they, they um, you never, you can't expect what you can do in your life in the next year or in the next two years. And you don't, the goals you set may be too small or they may not even be the right goals for your life because 
you're basically saying that you have a horoscope or a crystal ball saying that this is right for me in five years. You don't know who you're going to be in five years. It's nice to set goals. It's nice to be ambitious. Uh, but I think go with the flow more and just like focus on your craft, like Peter. So Peter's like, I want to build a brand. Uh, I remember we were talking about it. He wanted to do some merchandise and whatever. And then we're like, yeah, take it easy. And then I think he also spoke to quite a lot of people who just said like, okay, what do you actually enjoy? And then I think you said speaking and running. Mm. Peter focused on those things. He focused on his character. How and then he, the brand naturally yeah, built itself. You right? know what I mean? So it's like, don't get lost in these, I don't know, these, I guess these business words or these business things like, okay, brand, I need to build my brand. I need to build my followers. I need to. That's so you know, interesting. You know what I mean? Because I think, yeah, that's so interesting. Last year, I learned the most important thing is to keep doing what you love and yeah. and everything kind of works around it. Um, you want to build a brand, build it from what you love. You exactly. want to build a business, build it from what you love because then it's so much easier. Yeah. And you do, you enjoy it so much more. And I remember, yeah, I do remember discussing that a lot last year. And that's what I enjoy. We just, we just challenge our thoughts and we communicate and do these things and we speak about one idea and another and then you realize, oh, maybe that's actually not what I want. And yeah. And it's been it's been a good journey, man. It's been really good. Uh, yeah, that's that's really interesting. I, I didn't even thought about that. The most interesting, my boss, she's awesome, like the most like empathetic boss ever. But then she was she was like when we, she we also speak about my startup with her and everything, and she was gave me a good piece of advice. Like whenever you have a dream or goal, ask yourself if this thing like actually worked out how you want it to be. What would your life look like? And is that what you want? So. Mm. You know, like, for example, you, you love speaking, but then, like, to what extent, like, if it, like, <laughs> blew up yeah. and you're getting booked every fucking minute of the day, mm-hmm. you know, is that still making you happy? That's the, These are the questions you have to ask yourself, you know? Um, yeah, so, basically, when you set a goal, you should just, like, imagine if this actually worked out the way you imagined it to. So, for example, like you, Peter, um, if you think of a goal, like, Last year, you were talking about, like, hey, I want my speaking to blow up, you know? But then take a step back. It's like, okay, I'm a runner right now, and I do need to train, and I do need some time off, you know, to relax. But I do go into speaking, and now it means that everyone wants me to speak for them, like, which company, with this person. Which takes you away from... Yeah, your main focus. So it's like, okay, how much do you actually want this? And... How important is it and to what extent are you going to let it clash with the other things that you find important in your life? So your main craft, which is running. Also, the time for family and friends. The time for Peter too. Peter also needs some time. So like every goal you make, you just have to think, start thinking, hey, how is this going to affect my life if it actually works? Because when you start doing this thing and start moving to it, it's not taking time. But if it actually gets to the point where it's actually worked, this is another big thing that you have to pay attention to. You can't just like be like, yeah, no, you know, like the way going, yeah. the, the way I worked that out, I was mm-hmm. when I was thinking about it, I had a lot of thinking about it because um, it was like, okay, what's more, what's sustainable, you know, mm-hmm. um, speaking, work, business, that's more sustainable, right? Yeah. Uh, you can sustain that. Running the way I always thought about running, running was a privilege and you don't know how long you can do it for. 100%. So that, and also, not just because of that, because also I enjoyed it and I enjoyed traveling, I enjoyed collecting stories and meeting new people. That had to take priority over everything. Um, no matter what, that just had to take priority. It was, it was a dream, it was a goal and you didn't know how long you're going to do it for. You can't do it forever. 
especially not professionally, but like speaking, all those things you can develop later on. So it's really hard at the same time to to think like that because, you know, there's other things where you can make money, make your life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really it's just, I think it's sacrifices. you got to make sacrifices with, mm-hmm. with what you like doing. And, and it's hard to make sacrifices when you can't see the end results. Yes, yes. Uh, and that's when it comes down to just believe in yourself and, and just do it anyways. You know, you, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen the next two minutes. So you just believe in yourself. You keep doing it. But what you do know is you're going to, you're going to come up with a new experience and that experience is whether good or bad, you're going to learn from it. And it's going to, it's going to be part of your life, part of your story, which is pretty cool. And you can kind of collect it. Um, That's the way I, that's the way I always worked it out. And that's the way I prioritize running over other things. Uh I think that's a good highlight on like another big topic, but then I think that one, we have to speak about something else first before we go into that. So that's also a thing about like prioritizing and knowing what actually fits you and what is actually a risk you know don't get carried away with i don't know with other like metrics so first of all, we're going to talk about like peter ball last year mm. peter ball two three weeks ago you know um you can like look at it like how many people are calling you how many people asking for a gig or like how many brands are hitting you up or you can look at it like um, can you even manage the message of, of your phone anymore like just like how many things have changed on that week you're going to olympics and and just three four five days yeah and you come back and you're like what like your life has changed you know and it's like surreal you know like even like even i but you know what yeah yeah, you know what's you know what's funny though um people are asked do you did you the question i always get asked do you feel pressured by all of this stuff and and all these, well, there was two answers that I don't think I shared enough. One, no, I didn't feel pressured because, you know, as an athlete, that's that's what I wanted. Like, the pressure was self-inflicted by myself. Like, there was no pressure from anyone else that was going to be greater than the mm-hmm. pressure I already put on myself. So I was already ready for that. And then and then there's the second part where, um, where I've already seen these things because I've planned them. We spoke about it last year. And I remember to details we're talking about, like, okay, what does it mean? Um, what does it mean? to go to Olympics and to perform and then and then like potentially win a medal because my goal was to win a medal. Although no one could have seen it, that was my goal and and I knew that was going to create noise and uh, I knew that was going to be big hype and it was going to get a lot of attention. So at the same time, I already, I kind of already felt like I've got that attention, I've seen it, I've been through it. So it was so easy just to embrace and accept because like we just planned it. And like yeah. I saw it, I remember creating, um, creating a document and I have it somewhere on my computer. It was like, it said, create noise. How do you create noise? You got to run 143 and win a medal. I didn't do any of those. That was the interesting part of the story. I haven't ran 143, but I did break two national records. Mm-hmm. And I didn't win a medal, but we still created noise because that was the power of the story and the yeah. journey and everything. So, like, the journey is so important. And I speak, I remember doing school talks and doing school talk. like, I enjoy school talks. And I did some for primary school kids, and the kids would – Kids love asking questions like, excuse me, sir, like, how many medals have you won? And I said, uh, well, I don't know, mate. And, and he said, well, how many races? Yeah, the kids love questions. And, <laughs> and another kid put his hands up and was like, well, how many medals have you lost? I said, well, I mean, I don't know. How many races have you won? I said, I don't know. Like, I'm getting irritated because I don't know these answers. Yeah. And, then, and then you kind of go back home and you think about it. Well, I, I don't know how many medals I won. Like, just on the weekend, I won a trophy in 
in Stetson in in Poland winning a race and and that trophy I gave it I gave it to James and James gonna have it leave it in Tubingen. Mm. It's like those we work so hard towards those, but they're not the most important thing. Yeah, the journey yeah. itself is so much more important. And in my story, that showed like how powerful the journey and the story was because it brought like the whole Australia to watch it and brought and brought them together during like COVID and yeah. everything. So that was that was the interesting part. I didn't need a medal to do it. I didn't need one forty three, but I predicted it. Yes, um, I predicted it because because I saw it and that's what I that's what I predicted and that's what I saw and that's what I wrote down. I remember, cool. I mean, people can even go back to the last podcast we did. He already said these things. We spoke about, yeah, Peter's first Olympics in Rio, yes? Um, he spoke about being distracted. He's like, whoa, look at all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, the other topic that they talk about the Olympics and all the athletes, we won't go deep into that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what topics he's talking about. I don't but, know. But that, that, but is, that is an interesting comparison. Yeah. I don't know if it's COVID yeah. or, or not, but... Um, like Tokyo, I literally, uh, I just felt like I needed, there was a job to be done yeah. and I exactly. went there to get a job done and I wanted to leave straight after. Exactly. Um, I don't know if that would have been different if there wasn't COVID. I'm sure I would have wanted to stay and be at the closing ceremony and we weren't even allowed to, to be honest. We had to be out there two days after our race and it was just different. Like compared, like the experience in, within five years is yeah. completely different. I don't even think if COVID was not there that like you, you would have been any different because that's the thing, like... When you're going off, like, I don't know, like, I didn't even know what to say to you. I can't be like, good luck. What the fuck yeah. you know, like, and it's like, at the same time, I didn't even need to give you any advice yeah. because we've had so many conversations. You said you've already, like, desensitized yourself to every single scenario and prepared for it. Um, we had the podcast where you also said, like, I wasn't that focused in the last one. The next one. I'm going to just go there to do my job. Yeah, get the job done. And that's what you did. And that's like, and I, I already and, saw and that. And I enjoyed it, you know. And I enjoyed it so much more, you know. And I remember they're like, oh, man, you're going to break a national record, one through the line. I was like, nah, like, let's forget about that. Let's let's just have fun. And I'm yeah. enjoying it. And it's, it was just fun. Like, And you could see it. I watched those races and you could you could see there was much, so much more joy than, than a few years ago, you know. I'm not running tents anymore. And, and it's funny. It's like when you stop pressing so hard you just things start flow they start start to flow and you start seeing more high performance and stuff like that but at the same time let's not say that's it's fluked these things aren't fluked Uh, this whole year i've been very consistent this whole year i've ran fast i've talked about running fast i've talked about i've wrote articles on building a fast um fast fast culture which is um just running fast in australia and building this culture where where it's okay to run fast, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I spoke about like, I respect the Kenyans, I respect the Europeans, how fast they are, but we're not going to fear them anymore. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to go against them because, because we're just people at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, if they can do it, we can do it. And, um, and it was, it was not an arrogance thing. It's just, it's the way you got to think about it. Yeah, you know? yeah, Otherwise you just, you just go on as a passenger. It's the same as your job. You, you just don't want to go there and just feel like it's a job. You want to enjoy it. Time goes a lot faster. And I'm competitive. That's the thing. You remember we spoke about like the, yeah. me running with you. And it's like, yeah, I know Peter's. People are like, yeah, you run with Peter. He's an Olympian. You know, you don't have to keep up with him. Like, nah. <laughs> like, that's no, like, no matter what I do, even if I'm facing the best, like, even if I went to the Formula Track with Lewis Hamilton, he's like raced so many times. Yeah. I, I won't be happy losing to him. I don't care if he's the <laughs> fucking best. You know, like, that's just. Oh, my mind is why you get yeah, I mean? yeah, and that's just but just quietly yeah. be 
being too competitive sets you up at the same time. Yeah, 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 I, rem- yeah, yeah. I, rem- I remember my early days. <laughs> I remember my early days. I was so competitive. I came into this into this game. At, I was winning at school and then I went into States and I lost. And it took me a whole year to recover. I, yeah. I, the following year, I said, I'm not going to nationals anymore because mm-hmm. I lost. Being too competitive is like, yeah, you, you, there's got to be a balance. You got to be a balance that is not counterproductive. You know, it's so competitive, you become a sole loser and you don't want to do yeah, it again exactly. and stuff like that. You, you got to be humble enough to be like, okay, they beat me. They beat me. They're better than me. Why are they better than me? Ask these questions yeah. and, and learn, learn from them and learn. so you can improve rather than because there's the other side where you're too competitive and I've been through it and I'm not even going to lie. I've been through it so much and my coach in Perth, he definitely knows where, where sometimes I wouldn't come to training for weeks. Yeah. Um, and my parents never told me to go to training. So that's the time I was like trying to cry out to my parents to like, man, help a brother out. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, be a little bit more strict, me, but, me, yeah. but you know, they're just more, they're like, as long as you're at school and you're happy, then that's, that's what you need. So I'm um, being too competitive sometimes does, it does, healthy. it does yeah. add up and it's not healthy. You gotta, you gotta have that perfect balance, you know, where you're humble enough, like, okay, he's better than me. Like I'm humble enough to know, like, 100%. like even coming to Europe and, I was expecting to get into races in Monaco and stuff like that. Although I knew myself and I said it on a video before leaving Australia that I'm going to make the final. I said it. Um, I knew I should have been in some races. I wanted to get into Monaco and stuff like that. And I didn't get into it. And um, I was, I wasn't upset. There was, there were so many people faster than me that already run faster than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, that's they cool. run faster than me. Yeah, that's, cool. that's reality. Like yeah. what you're going to complain about. They've actually, put these work and put these time it's almost unfair to say you should be put before them yeah exactly. and I was, I was cool i was cool i was calm and i said let's just prove ourselves in tokyo and, I think and we did it it's the thing about also like yeah yeah i think you, our human minds are naturally wired to be entitled to be like hey yeah why is he getting the attention on me why is he going to want to put on me it's like even though logically you're like yeah he's run faster than <laughs> the last six months bro. yeah it's cool you know gotta be honest with yourself yeah you know like that's the <laughs> thing like in everything not just in running but like in everything you just have to accept these things sometimes it's not always like there's some hidden agenda and someone's against you and someone doesn't like or you. the world is against you or something like that you just have to sometimes just look at like hey what have i put in and what are other people putting in and sometimes you yeah. say it is what it is. Sometimes it's unfair. Yeah, like, yeah. What are you going to do? It unfair, it's going it's gonna to take a lot of joy out of you just thinking about it and complaining about it. It doesn't doesn't really help at all. But yeah, I mean, like, as you said, like, I noticed this. I mean, I think a lot of growth in you the past year. Even when you came back, like, I just saw, like, yeah, you, yeah, we would chill and have fun sometimes, but it wasn't like, like you were still focused, you know, that's the thing. I think both of us. I, I always had a plan. I always had a plan. Yeah, exactly. L- last year, last year when we came, uh, to be completely honest, we we came to compete, but the same we didn't. I, I didn't have a terrible year. I had a pretty good year around one forty four, and I mean one forty four is not that great. You got to be honest with yourself. Like I mean, back home when you run one forty four, everyone's proud and stuff like that. If you accept to believe that, mm. then that's all you're gonna run, and and you can be happy with it. So last year was like during a pandemic year. I said, okay, let's let's come compete. Let's see what's going on. Have a feel for all of these things at the same time. Enjoy ourselves and have mm. and have some fun. Uh, and then I was like, mm, the following year, can't do that. Yeah. Like, yes, enjoy yourself, have fun, because that's how you peak. That's how you perform at your best. Because if you're not happy, you're not going to perform. But at the same time, limit the distractions, mm-hmm. limit all those stuff. Um, just, you know, hold it on. Like, you do what needs to be done, and then you can enjoy yourself. And, 100%. and that's what this this year has been about. And that's why I said I said in one of my articles that um, COVID you know having olympic postponed to another year did help me i was one of the people that benefited from it 
And I know some people benefited, some people didn't, but I think I definitely benefited from it. Having that extra year just to grow um, physically, mentally, it's been unreal. And I think, oh, that's the thing. Like um, everyone's in love with the result and they forget, like <laughs> there was a Peter Bull before that race, you know, like, yeah. and he was put it in, yeah, work on the track, work to be like, just like small decisions, like you guys had to decide that we're going to go to Europe or not, you know, like all those things, like they account for that moment and people just see that moment. But then like what makes the story is like, okay, yeah, there's people, these people run faster than you and people won, but you still like stood out, you know, people, there were so many people behind you. And the reason is because the steps behind that. So you're writing articles, you know, you were like, even 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 if you didn't notice it, but you're making little small droplets, you're like throwing little small droplets into your jar of like I don't know success pretty much because mm. even if you didn't know what you're doing, you just like you're just following your heart. You like I like writing, and and again you said you want to share your training, you don't want to hide it. You know you're just like showing to other people like hey I'm not trying to look like I'm some superhuman you know, or something like that. You know because they can do they can yeah. do these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like there's no reason to hide it. They can do these things, but it's going to take more than them following my training program mm -hmm. for sure. And I think that's what we all need to share. Just be a little bit more vulnerable and be honest with the rest of the world now. Social media, that's where we get most of our information from. I know I could I could share all my positives and stuff, but sometimes there's so much more value for just being vulnerable mm -hmm. and being, being unique and sharing who you are, yeah. um, which it's I just... think people kind of, you know, capture a lot more and then in tune to it more which is cool yeah but then that's again like all that all those things that you did it moved into like okay then after the olympics it wasn't like okay i didn't get the medal and i feel crap but it's like you have this massive support that okay they did care that you didn't get the gold but i cared i, I cared yeah. a lot yeah i cared a lot i remember that moment i cared a lot yeah, but at the same it. Yeah. time i had to at the same time, I was like, well, at the same time, I am so grateful to be here and for everyone's support. And, exactly. And um, I can't let this disappointment take that away um, to show that gratitude and, and for the people. And Because, I mean, sport's high performance. And I went there with a goal to perform. And whether whether everyone's proud or not, um, which is really important for me, if they're proud or not at the same time, but still, okay, can't, it, it's, it's still a, a, yeah. there's still a goal that was yeah. a job was not done, um, and it's okay to feel disappointed for that, and it's fine. But you gotta at the same time, I do appreciate the guys that won, and you, I think you want to get too angry to like take away the attention from the winners mm -hmm. because you know being at the Olympics is one thing, winning it is another. You know, coming top three, those guys, you know, those guys were better on the day. That I had, no excuse to make because there mm. was none. Yeah, those guys were better on the day and they raced better, and that's why they were top three. Um, which, which I thought, you know, is the best way to do it is is to share that, which was cool. That's awesome because you like you had already accepted that on the track before you had already seen that the support for you didn't even change mm. regarding the fact that you didn't win because I don't know, you've seen the videos of your family and. <laughs> everyone everyone at the house you know like there's even the video where they're watching the thing as it as it unfolds, those, guys, those guys were more nervous than i was yeah. <laughs> i think every, i think everyone was more nervous than i was it was the yeah. longest it was the longest two days for some people yeah yeah and i was there chilling and 
I remember reading the articles and <laughs> I was just chilling, enjoying myself. And I could, I could just picture my family. I could picture my mom and my sister would call me. She was so nervous. And I was like, wow, man, this is now you, got, you guys get to feel what I used to feel. You know, um, I used to feel all these like nerves and stuff in, in Turkey. It was different. There was no nerves. I was just like, let's go. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's let's get it. You know, that's awesome because like after that, like you spoke really well after the race, and it just led to this warm up. Like, okay, who is Peter Ball guy? You know, <laughs> yeah, he can run, he can talk, he's cheeky a bit, he can make a good joke, he's charismatic, and he's down to earth. And like now, now everyone's asking. You didn't like, oh man, I lost, and like throw a fit or like, just walk off, you know? And when he actually spoke, <laughs> throw your spike away, <laughs> yeah, throw spikes, man. <laughs> someone in the face <laughs> <laughs> but then like now i just like okay now everyone's like who's this guy he's brought the nation together he's brought a lot of people together and he's like also just down to earth you know doesn't care and but then the funny thing is is like you were doing the opposite of like you weren't trying to achieve like oh i want to like get really famous or i want to get so many people behind me i want to get all these brands i want to get all this money mm-hmm. but that came from you not seeking it you get what i mean and just and, being yourself yeah be real be true to yourself and be you and do what you enjoy doing exactly um there's no reason to follow anything else i don't think so then you came out of that and then again that's when i said like before we went through this whole thing like it, you highlighted another topic that's very important about choosing what's right for you because now you're in the place where everyone's like oh you should do this hey let's do this or maybe you should do, I don't know, shoot. or maybe you should do caps, or maybe you should do, and it's like, okay, okay, maybe you should, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, now you have to start, like, this is now where you have to really focus and be like, okay, then what's really important for me, and not get carried away, and I think, you, or I, it's like, I, you're, doing, yeah, you're doing it for it, the first time, of it's, course. It's something, yeah. it's something I've always done, done very well, mm-hmm. is learning to ask questions and and, you know, the first thing I did was, you know, with all of this stuff, I came back here and there's so much media requests and all of these stuff coming up. And the first thing I did was just ask for help. And mm. I, I messaged one of my friends and he gave me advice on what to do. And he connected me to um, another another person, Craig Foster, and I messaged him online, just humbled myself. And I said, look, uh, this is all new to me and I need I need some assistance. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, like. And he said, what do you need help exactly with? And I said, like, everything. <laughs> I, I don't know, like, everything. And, he, and credit to him, he got on on the Zoom call and, and he gave really good advice. And and one of the best advice was he said, he said, it's okay to make mistakes. I mean, once you come into this this new life, you're thinking, like, you got to do everything yeah. right and impress people. He said, no, nah, you know, mistakes humanize us. And and that just stood out to me. And I said, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. Um like I'm not gonna try to be perfect. Perfect. I'm not gonna be trying to do things this way and this way. Just the same things just I was doing is before, just yeah. gonna just keep the same thing. Just do, do and it takes less effort to try and be yourself. You know, just be yourself and instead of being anyone else. Just like what we talked yeah. about um the podcast last year. And yeah. one of the things we both liked was from Gary V. He said, um, "Document, don't create." Yes. Um, yes. that that stood out to both of us last year when we were trying to we're thinking about this podcast, 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 and then it was like. Oh, like why are we thinking about themes let's not let's not create yeah. anything let's just document and like what we're documenting right now yeah, like in it's, my house you know it's like yeah we're not we're not creating anything we didn't have to 
write anything about this beforehand or like create or like study a topic or anything it's just a conversation or like you know it's just like this whole thing where you like yeah like yeah like you know like create art has like moved away from like being down to earth and humble and just like being who you are to because there's so much pressure from the industry because they can you know get a studio make everything fancy Mm. have crazy mics you know then it's like Oh yeah, then I have to have you know fancy, you know a fancy studio to record a podcast, and uh, soundproof, no outside noise, and it's like, hey, that's that's not me, you know, like I can't do that, you know. It's like, does it mean then like I'll only record a podcast when I have a studio to record it? Then I'll never create content because I don't have that. So it's about also a set. You, you can like, literally create content from your iPhone. Yeah, in my my first podcast was recorded with my iphone there you go my second one i bought like a mic for 20 euros because i was a student i didn't have money but i had the passion to be like hey i want a podcast and i'll do this thing and to this thing has led to me to the point where i can afford to like invest more into it you know and that's mm-hmm. like casual steps doing more and more things maybe one person be like hey man like you know just someone be like hey, yeah you, you do your podcast like maybe one of the guests will be like hey I just sent you a mic or something like that. You yeah, know? yeah. But then it's just like, just accepting who you are and following your passions. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like Peter saying, Hey, I won't run. Of course now, you know, Addy's got him. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, uh, I I'm not going to run because I don't have shoes. You know? I don't have shoes, <laughs> shoes and all that yeah. stuff. You know, you know I, I mean? I've been, well, I've been lucky enough to have this support and sponsorship of Adidas and have all different types of shoes and, and everything, you know, it's been really nice. You know, usually you feel good, you perform good and you perform better. But at the same, there's, same time, it's the simple things that yeah. that get us sometimes to the top as well. And the thing is, is that, hey, who's actually running? It's Peter. It's not the shoes. It's not the, it's not the tight kit. You know, it's not the short shorts. It's not the spikes. Yes, they help. They ch- in at the Olympics you have milliseconds of difference, so those things are scientifically proven yeah. they help, you know. But at the end of the day, it's still Peter who has to run, and those things are just like assisted. So you just have to remember, like when creating things or like just following your dreams, just, just be yourself, man. Just focus on like yeah, doing things from what you have. You know that's what humans are. We just make the best of what we have instead of like trying to find something else. You know to make what you want. Mm. Facts, facts. And then just probably one of the last topics is because obviously you live in Germany and I'm back in Australia. Uh, the most important thing was I get this question a lot is because Australia now is locked, locked in and mm. and COVID and they say, well, how's, how's Europe dealing with COVID? And, mm-hmm. and I said, it's, it's quite different to back home. Uh, how, how would you explain it? I mean, I guess you don't have much to compare it to. No, I, have, I actually have a lot to compare it to. Oh, because, yeah, there you go. I mean, I come from Malawi where, okay, so this this topic goes in so many it different directions. It can go directions. so much deeper, yeah. Uh, so, but we don't want to go that deep. But then, like, the thing is, is that... How, well, how does Germany, how has Germany's approach? What's yeah, Germany's so, approach to COVID right now? So Germany's approach to COVID right now is, it, and it also relates to history. So Germany has gone through yeah World War Two where... There was cases where like human rights were violated mm. and now you understand the approach to it where they're going to be very careful in the policies towards covid where if they need to be strict they'll be strict because if they're not being strict it's technically communicating that hey we're accepting that people will die even though even if those little even if it's like a small percentage that people die they're still saying that 
every percent matters. Every, it's not just percent. These are numbers. These are people. This is someone's brother, daughter, father, you know, whatever it is. So they're saying like every life matters. And we're not going to just say, okay, yeah, because 95% are going to survive. We're just going to leave the country open, which I understand. I won't say that's wrong. Then there's other countries like Sweden, which are taking a more pragmatic approach. I was in Sweden too. You go into the supermarket, you're wearing a mask. So I'm coming from Germany where you have to wear the FAP2 masks and they're not even wearing a mask. Germany is like, you can't wear a cloth mask. Not like, but then you go to Sweden, you, you're wearing a mask and you walk <laughs> into the train station, thousands of people, no mask. Train, no mask. Supermarket, no you know mask. What, you know what yeah. I realized Germany does so well is... Yeah is the concept that rules are rules and, yeah. and they apply to everyone. Like uh, the, the interesting one is um, on a Sunday here, people just know to be quiet. It's, mm. it's a peaceful day. And another, another thing is crossing the lights, man. Um, <laughs> even, even if you cross, there's like no one on the road. If that red man ain't green, you're not crossing. Yeah, and people follow it. Like whether yeah. there's like the first time I was here, I was like looking around. I was like, why everyone waiting? Yeah. Their country. Can we just cross? But people just follow the rules. People just know rules are rules. Because it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, you can look at it pragmatically and be like, hey, but if the road is clear, then yeah. I can go. There's no risk for me. But then it's like, that's if, the same. Even it's if like, logic says otherwise, right? Yeah. Because, there's rules are still rules. Because in that situation, like, there's no risk for me. I'll be fine. I'll cross like I've done this before. That's the same thing as the people will be like, yeah, I'll take the risk with COVID. I'll be fine. But it's like, hey, you'll be fine. But you might make someone else sick hey, you might cross the road in the red light and be it's fine. It's always considering the next person. Yeah, mm. But then you might teach the kid who's waiting on the other side that, hey, what mom and dad said about not crossing on the red light is wrong because that man did it and he didn't die. Maybe I'll do that too. Yeah. Maybe that kid may walk across the road on a red light and they haven't reached the point where they can make pragmatic decisions perhaps and that kid may die. You may not see that happen, but it may happen. You know, mm. I'm not saying that it happens, but then it, it may happen. And technically, you could say you're responsible for that. The same as if you're like, hey, I'm healthy, I'm young, I'm not going to get COVID, so I'm not going to watch out on the restrictions that much. And then you go to the supermarket or you interact with someone older or you interact with a friend and the friend then go visits their grandma, grandma gets COVID, grandma passes away. Yeah, that's, you're not, you're fine, but... You can live in the reality where you're saying, hey, my decisions don't affect anyone. Or you can consider, that, hey, my decisions do affect some people too. And I think that's an interesting way of looking at life. That's like, And COVID has shown that people are, do look at life differently as well. I'm not saying that each side is bad. Mm-hmm. It's just That's just how humans are, We're different. Some yeah, yeah. Facts, fight for themselves facts. more, some not. So it's quite interesting to see. Hopefully we still stay together and uh, this doesn't lead to massive divisions in the human race and my final question is uh the big goal for you next year and are you going to stay in germany or go back home to malawi mm-hmm. and just lastly where can we find you <laughs> that's the thing yeah um my roommates say i'm never home <laughs> yeah um yeah i went back to malawi i was there for three months i just go with the female i didn't feel like coming back to Germany. I was enjoying being with family. I was enjoying looking at my country in a different light after being somewhere else. Yeah. And then I come back here to Germany and yeah, I'm progressing well here. I like the flow of work. There's some things I may not like, but it's working right now. I don't know where I'll be. I don't know if it'll be Malawi. I don't know if it'll be Germany. One thing I do know is 
my main goal, my main driver isn't money or anything. I mean, yeah, the money would be useful to help me do what I want to do. Yeah. What I want to do is I hated, the one thing I hated was like, yeah, seeing people being treated differently because of status. the flag. Yeah, like the status, and not wealth. only just on money and yeah, a lot of things. Like, there's also like race, like, all those things. Yeah, and yeah. also just like, okay, what passport do you have? And like all these things. And it just like pissed me off as a kid, like seeing, okay, no matter who you are or how great you are as a person, whatever, it's still like you go to the airport. If you have X passport, you're getting treated differently. You know, you, you know, know? I, I kind of feel that it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a weird, weird one for me because, because yeah. um, of course I'm Sudanese background, but my passport doesn't say it. Yeah, yeah. So, so strange. Like I remember going to the UK one time and um, the questions I was asked were different. Mm. And I knew it was because I had a Australian passport. It was like, because there was a lady in front of me and I know where she was from. She looked like she was from the Middle East or Northern Africa because she was speaking Arabic. Yeah. And the questions I could hear, it's like, where are you staying? How long are you staying here for? Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Who are you seeing? And then they repeat the questions again to see if they change answers. Yeah. And, then I, and then I went up and I was nervous because I had no business being back in the UK. I was I was there for World Champs and I just wanted to come back mm-hmm. and, and just, just be back there and visit a few friends. And I don't even remember where my Airbnb was because I didn't have internet and I was I was kind of like nervous. I was shaking and I woke yeah. up and they're like, hey, what are you, how are you? Good. Passport. Show yeah. my passport. Um, how long are you staying here? Uh, I said five days. Boom. Go inside. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like, and the thing is like, the, unless you see it, you never understand the person who goes through this because like I stopped making a decision. Like there's a, there's that book. I forgot the author, but she was talking about why I stopped talking to white people about race because it's I've seen a, yeah. I've seen that book yeah on on the shelves just the other day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the white is like kind of and people yeah. are saying that book is controversial but forget the title forget that if it's annoying but books you, are perspectives and yeah. someone else's but it's like okay again you know like you've got someone expressing their opinion that's actually came from a rational judgment of okay when I've tried to speak to white people about race, it didn't go up. So I've made this rationale decision for my <laughs> mental health. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. I respect that. And the reason I thought that book too, because like, if I explain my racial experiences, my experiences having a different passport. Yeah. People sure. who haven't gone through that will start giving reasons why, <laughs> why that happened is okay. And I'm like, hey, you know, it's not okay that my parents had to tell me at 14 years old that you should like know almost every single like law there is for every single country on you immigrating there yes it makes sense yes everyone should do that but no most people don't do that but some people in the position where they have to go above and beyond to be treated decently so for me to go through border control without stress i have to represent myself in a certain way i have to speak a certain way I have to show my documents within five seconds. And, you know, even if I take a bit, like, you know, Do you think being, that would have been different if you were to say it had my passport? hundred percent. Cause it's like, I actually traveled back in February and I sat with a German lady in the flight. She was very nice, very lovely. And I think for her, it was also something different where when we walked together throughout the gates and everything. And usually like, because we're coming back to Germany, COVID meant that the Germans had to, 
they don't have the special gates anymore because everyone had to show the test. So now they're all getting pissed. Ah, we have to wait, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because they used to like the, the, the luxury of just like stamping the passport. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is normal. And then like, she still went through quite easily. There were some Germans who didn't have tests, but they're like, yeah, you can just do one there. Then all the foreigners getting feel really aggressive. And she's like getting pissed off. And she's like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe it's not yeah. because of that. And then she sees me who has everything. Nice guy, probably like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even have, I wouldn't even, th- I wouldn't even know where to start to carry even like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm even... I, like, I used to... Yeah. I, when I first started traveling in 2015, yeah. I used to get nervous with border controls. And then before I knew it, now I'm just confident. Yeah, um, I'm so confident. I'm, I'm yeah. just confident. Now I just go up and it's like, yep, here you go. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing here? Um, and But it does it does help. It doesn't help yeah. if you feel like, yeah, I'm just here for sports. And then they're like, okay, what sport during pandemic? Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. It's it, it does help a lot if you can explain exactly what you're doing here. And, 100%. And stuff like that. I used to not say I'm, I'm here part of the Australian Olympic team, those, those things do help because, um, yeah, it's kind of... to see the yeah, reality. Yeah, see. Like, how would I be treated without all these visa statuses? Mm. Like, if but I because say, at the same yeah. time, there's real issues. There's real yeah. issues in Europe with, yeah. with um, you know, people coming in and through yeah. different borders yeah. and not leaving. There is different issues. So you know? it's like, okay, I walk to the border, I'm the black guy, but it's like, okay, I'm the black guy, but I'm a student. And they look at my passport and they're like, oh, wait, there's like other stamps. He's been here before. Other stands do help. Other stands do help. Yeah, you know, but it shows you've been in and out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But again, you know, like you see, these are like things that are like dividing people on status because if you have other stamps, that means you have the money to travel in and out. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I find that I get it, but it's kind of. And then this lady, yeah, like she knows she spoke to me for like the flight is so long from Malawi. It's a 10 hour flight. So anyone you sit in, sit with, you might fall in love with them, man. It's 10 hours, man. So <laughs> yeah, <crazy>. yeah. <laughs> like, they might become your soulmate after that. And then, yeah, she went through easy. I had a few questions, went through, I'm used to this stuff. I print out every single, like, I've already, like, played game theory on what can happen. So, like, they, before they even said it, I'm like, yeah, here, here's that. And like, yeah, here it is. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, yeah, you can go. But then, like, then the one guy's like, oh, yeah, so you're home, blah, blah. Again, I'm being charming, making jokes. So he's like, oh, are you? what are you carrying in your bag? I'm like, yeah, it's just shit ton of coffee, man. I miss my coffee from home when I'm here. And he's like, oh, can I have a look at your bag then? I'm like, yeah, man, have fun. And it's my underwear <laughs> and packs of coffee. Have fun at it, mate. And then, like, yeah, yeah. obviously, I'm not carrying drugs, mate. And they're like, oh, can you take off your shoe? Maybe they're like, oh, why is he like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Why does he have a camera? Like, where does he get this money? He's black. Yeah. Like, can you take off your shoes? And they scan your shoe through the drug detector. And you just wait and they're like, is this really necessary? You know, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. I then she's yeah. asking, like, does this always happen to you? I'm like, yeah. Like, for me, I'm like desensitized to it because, like, you yeah, just use it. It's just, just it is what it is. Crap, so yeah. often, then for is like, wow, that's so wrong. That's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, lady, you're right. But <laughs> well, what can I do? What can I do? So yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing about this book. Where if you're speaking to someone who's like had the privilege and never seen your reality, it's very hard to communicate this because, of course, they're comparing to their reality and they'll get defensive. Like, no, man. I never went through that. Yeah, of course you never went through that. Yeah, yeah. You're not me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, yeah. then it's annoying to then talk to someone who's not going to believe your reality because it yeah. makes you feel delusional. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, main thing is that my goal in life is 
yeah, I don't want any other kid from Malawi or any other country for that to, matter. Yeah, to just be treated differently as a human just because of the lottery of where you're born. You know, and what I don't think what the, should people be treated differently for? I think people should be just treated, or should hard. they at all be treated differently? Yes, I think um, I think that's fair. I think if someone's as long as okay, I'm not gonna say nice because that's stupid. But then like. It should be just things like you know. It shouldn't be on based on things that someone hasn't actually deserved. It you know, like everyone should be treated respect uh, respectfully, and they should be respected and heard and be given the time to speak. Yeah. So that's one thing people notice about me too. I'll speak to a racist. I'll listen listen to the arguments because just to a human. And there could be valid reasons that they think just to understand, yeah, to understand where that's but, coming from. Yeah, and then you can then make a valid. But you have to, you have to, be, you have to be, you say this. You have to be pretty sharp and strong. Yeah, to be able to listen to that, and yeah, it takes a lot of courage at the same time. Yeah, like um, yeah. I mean, but then I think yeah, I don't think people should be treated differently on things that they can't control. If you are, an, if you treat people badly, if you are an aggressive pe- person or you hit i don't know if you abuse women or if there's just certain things that you do that are morally not wrong yeah i definitely agree you do deserve some negative consequences whether it's be based on society or whether it's based on the criminal justice system whatever it is but if you as a person are just like haven't ever done anything wrong but there's just you being profiled and you being treated differently just because of where you're born, how you look, or just like just just things that are who you are as a human being, part of this human race that we are, and it's okay for you to be like that. But society is telling you, making you question whether it's okay for you to be like that. I think that's definitely wrong. You get what I mean? Because gotcha. no one's controlling where they're born. You know what I mean? And I think for you, it's also important. So like that's that's my dream. Like I. Oh, it's very um, important for me. Yeah. It's very important for me. I, I always say, just because I can run two laps faster than anyone, I don't think you should be treating me different than other people. Yes. Um, I, I always say that, like, and I always stand up for it. Um, I remember one time I was trying to go out with a bunch of friends and this was in Melbourne and well, I think it was just two friends and we're trying to go into this this bar and and um, the security's like, no, you guys can't come. There was a fight here last time and... Mm. And they were, they happened to be black, and they said, "I said, well, that wasn't us." I, yeah. And and like, I don't even go out, you know. I didn't even want to go out that night. And then, and then one of my friend went up to him and said, "Look, this guy, this guy's Olympian. We don't cause trouble." And the fact that he had to go say that, mm-hmm. and and then the security guy was like, "Okay, you guys can come in," made me yeah. even more upset. And I said, "No, I'm not coming in." And we're going home. You know what I mean? It's and like it's it's upsetting. It, sh- it shouldn't it shouldn't have to come down to that. Um, which which is sad, that's but that's thing. that's the talk for another time. Yeah, that's another time. This has actually been damn. That's been a nice chat. Yeah, cozy, cozy nice chat. Chats, um, and what I said, where can people find you? I mean, socials, and I know you're big on LinkedIn, businessman, and <laughs> um, which we'll tag through in Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I think I'll go. Yeah, Raheem chats. Uh, uh, that's my Instagram. And cozy chats R-A-H- the podcast. R A H I M C H A T T S Cozy Chats and then Cozy Chats C O Z Y C H A T Z. 
find me there linkedin Roderick rahim chataika if you want to talk business you know my man we talk <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up yeah but this yeah this is a lovely talk and i hope you guys learned something again we finished this one on a good one good note like last time we always have some positive vibes and one thing we said sadly we're still in a pandemic and again we're gonna like um push people to no, not push people. I'm just going to say, whatever you're doing, keep on doing. If you're doing something, if you haven't got to the point where you've brought yourself to do something or follow your dreams, take your time and take baby steps there. There's no pressure. Don't feel pressured by the world and the fact that even in the pandemic, there's still people who have been excelling people and social media is putting more pressure on you. It's a tough time. It's okay if you... You know, if you can't follow your dream, it's okay. Just, Be you. Yeah, take, take your, your time. time. Don't feel pressure and don't compare. Yeah, again, you said be competitive, but be competitive in a healthy way. So don't put too much pressure on yourself unrealistically. You know what I mean? It's like, don't say like, yeah, just don't make goals that are just going to make you feel shit at the end of the day. You know, it's going like, to give you headaches, unnecessary ones, yeah, unrealistic. Like, and the worst thing, if you don't even like that goal. Yes. It just doesn't help anyone else. Yes. Uh, for me personally, I'd rather struggle with something I love than something I don't love. Mm. You know, if I was if I was setting a goal that's really high, it's got to be something I enjoy doing. Otherwise, then it's just almost feel like impossible getting there. 100%. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll be back for episode three 100%. in another year for sure. Damn, damn. Oh, it's so crazy. Like, What's going to happen in a year? I don't know. We don't know. I'm but... excited, man. Yeah. Stay tuned. Sheesh. Uh, you might see Raheem at the Olympics too. You know, you never know, <laughs> man. <laughs> Good night. Peter, Peter, Peter. Watch out for that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.